Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Welcome in, guys, to the Road to Black podcast. Wes, what's up, man? In. How are yeah. you? Yeah. No complaints, a uh, little, little fatigued, a little tired, but, um, busy all weekend. All, yeah, man, it's super busy, busy, man. Been getting crushed, uh, really the past two or three weeks. So, um, it's a good thing, but, um, with, with work and stuff. Yeah. With work and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, it's a good, good problem to have, but, uh, it's taxing. Yeah, it is especially when you can't get many breaks, you know, it's like we were talking before the show. It's yeah. I mean, it comes, it comes back at you when you can't do, I was telling someone at work today, uh, one of my employees, I was just like, man, I'm feeling I'm on one of those roles where I need to like, just take a full day off to really just unwind and not do anything. But even on my days off of work, I'm, I'm doing a lot of work around the house and just, physical labor and you don't realize, but it's a lot of work. Like I went, I, on Saturday, we, uh, we're renovating our home. Um, we've been in here for many years and it's a, it's a bigger home. So there's a, it's a, it's a huge project that we're tackling. I've, I've shown you some videos and stuff. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of like rebuilding the home, you know, we're living here at the same time. And one of the final things that we're doing is, uh, we, purchased an iron door for the front door. So this is like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we have double doors. The front door is a double door, uh, you know, really nice. They open up both doors. It's amazing to get furniture in and out, you know, and stuff like that. But they were wood before I've painted those doors twice, you know, I refurbished them, but now the doors are also West facing on our home. So in Arizona, the West part of your home. If you got our front of our home faces West and we get beat down in the afternoons. So that door is literally, there was parts, it was wood door. And there was a couple parts where, you know, the, the, the decorative thing on the front door was thin in some areas. It was just the way this door was. Mm -hmm. It was, it was literally the sun had like rotted the wood to where it was like starting to crack where I could see light coming into my home from the door. That's just what the sun has beaten down on this doors for whatever the, the home is 17 years old. So, um, anyway, it's time for new doors. So, um, I found this place out of California iron that have these really cool iron doors and really, according to the video online, easy to install. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I literally probably saved 50% just uh, a couple, I got a couple quotes here in the Valley. These doors are, they're not cheap, but they were double the price here in the Valley to get them delivered and installed. So I found this place in Cali. I'm like, I'm going to do the install myself. I'll get my dad over here. My dad's really handy. He's taught me a ton. He like 
he's literally rebuilt his own homes many times and stuff. So no big deal. He's also 71 years old. So 70 years old. So, but he's in good shape. I'm like, okay, we can do it. I'll get my son over here if we need some extra, some extra hands. So we get this door in and it literally took, I think we started at like eight o'clock and it took us till two 30 to get this door in. Okay. So we wrecked the old door out, sawzall, cut the frame out, you know, just pulling nails, like getting it all cleaned up. Then we put this, it, it's nice because this place sent the door in one single piece frame. And then the two doors would like hinge onto it. You got to imagine this is iron. Yeah. They're like steel doors. So yeah, it's super heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was moving them with a two wheel dolly, you know, we had to like put some muscle into it. We got them in, they look amazing. Took forever, you know, five, you know, we had to, you know, level it all up, shim it up. I mean, the whole deal, uh, big old giant lag bolts to get into the frame. Yeah. looks amazing. It changed. I rec. I mean, it's amazing what a front door, how it can change the whole appearance of your home, both in and out. It has windows. So it lets some light in. I'm really, really stoked with it. But my point of the story is I was so wrecked on Saturday <laughs> Because I didn't realize, you know, this is after a full work week of training and work. Then Saturday is my first day off. And we tackle this project at eight o'clock, two 30. I was just like, when we got done, I realized it like at three or four, I'm like, oh my God. And I had been on my feet that entire time. That's what you don't realize. You know, it's like not one break, you know, literally it was just up and down. No, no sitting around anyway. So I'm a little busted up from that. Um, and, uh, so I did a lot of, I do a lot of recovery, you know, a hot tub and cold cryo all the time, all the time. I, I live and die by that stuff. So I was feeling pretty good going into today or uh, yesterday. I woke up Sunday, Easter. I'm like, man, I'm feeling a lot better. I did the hot tub last night. I even actually got in my pool. My pool's not as cold anymore and anymore by any means, but at night it's still, Gives you a little chill. So trying to recover. I have Norma Tech boots at home. I put those on everything I could. And nice. Sunday I'm feeling fine. I'm like, oh, I got to do some more work around here before Easter. So these, these cabinets I'm taking off the wall, they're like literally double wide like a kitchen cabinet would be. No big deal. I'll take all the bolts out and then I'll be able to prop this up and get it down somehow, you know, and no big deal. These things were heavier than I thought. I pulled that last <laughs> screw and this thing fell off the wall and I like caught it and it was like on, I literally got it down. But right when I sat on the ground, I was like, I, I pulled, like I strained my back muscle, like right on the inside of my, just in the middle of my back, you know, that's really, it really dragged me down today, you know? I hate that when you have, it it feels like a stiff neck, but on the back, you know, inside of my kind of like under my lap, you know? Yeah. Um, Man, I'm just beating myself up with home home improvement (laughs) this weekend, but you know, it, it, that's, that's what you do though. You know, it's like, that's, that's the reality. And that's why I, I really am stoked that I have a cryo shop that I swear by this stuff. I felt really good after I did it this morning. Uh, but that's the, one of the things that really pisses me off is when I hurt myself, not in jujitsu because yeah. I was feeling great. I, you know, I talked about my knee. I did a ton of recovery stuff. I told you I was doing exercises, cryo every day, hot tub. By the end of the week, last week I was training feeling great. My knee's not even an issue anymore. And then I hurt this on Saturday. Yeah. Right? So today I, uh, I did go to class, but, uh, I only took one roll. So I had to, after that one, I was like, nope, I shouldn't even have done that one. So anyway, that was my weekend is injuring myself and doing a shitload of home improvement work around the house. So nice, man. Yeah. Good thing you strength trained for that iron door. For sure. That was, uh, luckily my dad's still, you know, he works out and stuff. He's 70, but he's a, he's a beast, you know, he used to do bodybuilding and stuff. So, uh, I'm thankful for him. We got it in and we saved a ton of money doing it that way. And, you know, it's, I like that stuff because it's satisfying when you do your own work, you know, it always yeah. is. So, um, here we are. So now I'm looking into this week, I'm 
hoping my back can get better so I can get some more training in those, nice, little, set, those little setbacks, you know, yep. I, I like to talk about them on here because I think it's the reality for most people, for most that are try, people trying to do the daily training and keeping in your groove and something external hits and bam. But other than that, it was Easter Sunday, you know, spent some time with my family and it's a good day. Ready for another week. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I worked outside all day yesterday and dug holes and thought I was going to be labor. manual labor. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to be sore today and I woke up and I was like, I feel pretty good. So That's good. Digging yeah. holes is one of the absolute worst. I mean, especially in Arizona. Yeah. That's one thing I will definitely pay for forever from now on. I mean, I used to, you know, save some yep. money. I'm going to dig this hole. This It's only a 15 gallon tree. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good luck in, in the Arizona dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Need a jackhammer. Yep. So. Been well, training? Uh, y- yeah. Been training. I took Sunday off. I ended up, got. I got my second uh covid shot and i expected to be a little bit more sick than i was on or a little bit more under the weather i'm not i don't want to say sick but i expected to feel kind of crappy on sunday and wasn't a huge deal so i took sunday off i trained on saturday we trained uh my house backs up to a park and we um we got some some of those uh fold out mats we got one two three four four of those fold out mats and there was a group of us out there, and we just went down to the park, set oh, them nice. up, connected them all up, and it was awesome training was outside. It? Yeah, it was beautiful. It was like, you know, we started, it was like 60, it was like 60 degrees, and uh, man, it it started warming up, and it was it was amazing. So that's great. Uh, I, I see that. I see that in, in my future a lot more, but yeah, I'm, I'm super fired up on jujitsu right now, man. I feel like my game, I'm, I'm like, uh, I feel like technically I'm, I'm doing pretty well and, um, yeah, I'm super fired up on jujitsu right now. So, um, nice. I have, I have no, no complaints. I'm going to train again tomorrow. So, uh, you know, back to the grind. I took a, took a rest day that really wasn't a rest day i ended up doing manual labor and Mm -hmm. now it's back to it so pretty pretty happy with uh with the way things are going and now now traveling's gonna open up i'm gonna start doing bouncing into some new gyms and um nice you know just doing some drop-ins and stuff like that so um yeah i'm excited about it so I have a I have a client actually, and he did a he did a drop in recently, and I think it was a completely different experience than what he was anticipating. And I always, I think that the I've so I've dropped into a lot of places, and um, anyway, my this person's story. I think he dropped in, and he it was harder training than what he anticipated. Yeah, I think. And um, he's a white belt, has been training for right at a year, maybe a few months shy of a year. Um, But I think it was kind of a shock to him. And I was like, I I just kind of let him know. I was like, man, that's normal. You went to a a competition school. Like, oh, man, you went to a competition school. You uh, you're a white belt. You're a white belt. You know, there's probably a little bit of uh, with the the white and blue belts there's probably a little bit of um we must protect this house type stuff going on (laughs) yeah for sure um so you know completely normal yeah and um so i thought that that we were kind of talking about it off the before we jumped on here and i thought hey would that probably be a pretty good pretty good episode to talk about there's a lot involved there yeah so what advice would you give them next time Keep dropping into places, keep, (laughs) keep training. You know, I told her, be more aware that there's going to be some kind of, there's a vast differences that yeah. Different experiences at different gyms, different expectations. Yeah. I think if he hasn't been doing it that long, he's it's that's intimidating. I've never, I've never even dropped in anywhere. Like I've never done jujitsu when I travel or anything like that. 
Um, not that it's intimidating to me, but it, I could see how it would be intimidating to someone, you know? Um, but those are the people that, you know, I think after you, he's probably going to understand if he keeps doing it, he'll realize that some schools are like that. Some, not so much. That's exactly what I told him. I was like, you're going to see all, if you keep dropping into places, keep traveling. And whenever you're, you know, training in different areas, you're going to see different, you're going to see different levels of jujitsu. You're going to see different looks. You're going to see things are no, no two gyms are the same. Right. So, um, you know, you're going to see all kinds of different things. And I, I told him, I, I mean, I was stoked for the guy. He got some different looks. He wants to compete. He is competing again, uh, in May. So I was like, man, that's, that's like a really good, uh, it's a good experience for you to, yeah. to drop in, go to a competition school, see what their training is like. Um, see how, see how they roll. I think he was really surprised at how hard they roll. I think, I think they, uh, they rolled pretty hard. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that was a shock to him. Do you so, know, uh, not to get too deep on who this is or where they're at, but do you know what school he's at versus the other school personally? Do you, or do I, you have no idea what the, their I, experiences are? I was do, it in the same state? I don't This is, it's in a different country. Okay. So I don't know how the States all work. I right, know, right. I don't know what I, I'm Don't trying know to how think far away it was from the yeah. other gym or yeah. Yeah. I think the gym he trains at is loosely affiliated with the gym that he went to, but the mm. main, the main black belt instructor was uh, Hodger is- Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Was that? Yeah. He, uh, he was over at, uh, over the at school some- that the school that he went to. Some killer school. I mean, yeah. that could happen locally, you know? I mean, it doesn't have to be state to state or country to country. There's different flavors of jujitsu out there, you know? You there could is. Go five miles down the road to the next gym and they're training twice as hard. And that's basically just because that's the way they do it or that's all they know versus the other school. That's all they know. You know, it's, it's all in who your instructor is and what type of atmosphere and environment they create. And they're not all created equal. Right. I mean, that's right. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he told me he was kind of, he told me he was kind of frustrated, but then also he, he told me he was like, he felt like he didn't, couldn't do anything. It was just yeah. one of those, one of those you're, moments. You're a white belt. Yeah, absolutely. You are a white belt. You know, I, I told him, I was like, you know, it's uh, those things happen. Yeah. I've, that's happened. Um, that's happened to me more than times than I can count. Mm-hmm. There's been times where I've wanted to, take my gi and throw it in the trash yeah and then you know take the gi out of the trash (laughs) give it a wash that's what i told him take your gi out of the trash throw it in the washer yeah just get ready for another good week of training it's not a big deal well you uh you grow from those experiences for sure you know i mean at least you learn from them or uh sometimes your ego needs a little check or even if it's not your ego you just need a little little adjustment, you know, Yep. whether you ask for it or not, you're going to get one on, yep. you know, and that can just be the difference in, we've talked about this many times, changing up your training partners, you know, and that's basically what he's doing. He's used to a certain, probably a certain level of skill, a certain level of physicality, um, and tempo and pace. And then he goes somewhere else and that's changed. So your whole training environment and experience is going to change as a result, obviously, you know, yep. especially if you're new like that and you, you know, when you're a white belt, you just don't have as many experiences as someone that's been doing it many, many years, Yeah, whether it's in different gyms or your own gym, you know, um, you learn how to handle those, that pressure in a different way, you know, yeah. over time. Yeah. The, uh, you know, especially a white belt, you know, the dis the the depth and i guess breadth of individuals in the white belt category you get all you get all types yeah you get all types in there so you know you're it's every every belt level has it you can be a blue belt you can be a new blue belt going up against a guy that's getting ready to get his purple belt yeah um 
You can be a white belt going against a guy that's getting ready to get yep. his blue belt. And you can be a brand new black belt going against a guy that's been a black belt for 25 yeah. years. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. You yep. know, I mean, yeah. White belt, it's a, it's also an extra challenge at white belt because at least the purple belts or the brown belts, you know, you have the vast differences, but they've all been doing jujitsu a while. Yeah. Where white belt, especially if you're only a year in, you really don't have a lot of knowledge, you know, yeah. no matter what you think. I mean, that's just, you don't have enough time to get, to get all the knowledge and skill and rep repetition and muscle memory. Um, but also with white belt, and I have an example of this at our gym is like, you know, you can have a white belt that's coming in brand new. This person might not be physical at all. <laughs> like they might not have ever done a physical activity in their life. And that definitely happens, you know, um, whether they're trying to lose weight or maybe they, maybe they're in perfectly fine weight ratio, but they just don't have the, they're not athletic. You know, you see all walks of life trying, and this isn't just jujitsu. It's people, people are all walks of life. So no matter what sport you're talking about, you know, people get into the same thing. You get into CrossFit, there's going to be a different, different points of entry depending on your physicality, you know, <clears throat> with jujitsu. Um, you see that a lot when you have guys that come in, guys or gals that have wrestling experience a hundred percent, you know, you got one up on someone. If you're starting jujitsu yeah. and you have a grappling background, hundred percent, like it's, if you can know how to move your body like that, I mean, you've, you've now, you felt it as a mm -hmm. higher belt when you roll with like a, somebody that's a white belt and they surprise you with their, and you're like, Oh, this guy must've wrestled before, or at least they're not rolling like a four or five month white belt, you know? Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, it's funny in our gym and in, in my little training circle, we have a white belt. Uh, I just met him recently. He's been training in our uh, specific class for a while now, but uh, he's really skilled. And I, I think he's a, a highly belted. I'm not going to say because I don't know his full story, but he's either he's a high belt in judo. So he's like on the feet, he's really competent, you know, so, and some on the ground too. And I'm not saying some, he's a tough role. So, mm -hmm. um, he gives guys problems, but he's not, he's also a four stripe white belt. So, I mean, I kind of looked at his belt recently to see like counting, like, where's this guy at in his journey? And he's, so not only do you have like a guy that's done some martial arts before, He's also like a four stripe white belt. So that's going to be a complete different animal as like a guy that's training six months that is coming off the couch and never had any athletic, you know, yeah. there's going to be a different learning curve a hundred percent, but it's, you know, it's also going to be different if maybe if this guy that I'm speaking of went to that same gym, he might've had, had a little bit of a, he was maybe more comfortable in that high paced environment. So that's how this yeah. guy trains. So it's, it's totally different and who you are, but Anyway, this dude in our circles, he gives people hell. I mean, he's, you know, he's good. You know, he's getting good at jujitsu. He's, uh, and he's also, which is very important, is a four-stripe white belt. So you can bet every time I see him rolling with blue belts, the game, the game is on. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. he, you know, I mean, you're trying to prove yourself, right? Yep. Not to say that that's what he's doing, but that's what you do when you're, Especially when you're on the cusp of getting your blue belt. Yeah. We talked about that before. That's like a big one. Yeah. Blue you belt's know? a big one. That's a big one. Um, because you're officially kind of in the club of color belts. You know, you're no longer, you know, because in jujitsu, if you're not versed in jujitsu for the listener, there's white, blue, purple, brown, and black belt. For the most part, obviously, there's more belts after that when you get super legit legend style. But within those belts, a lot of times it's like the white belts and then color belts, you know, it's like you're yeah. kind of, kind of broke off in that regard. Cause I think it, I think that is true though, because once you get your blue belt, you are a color belt, but you're also, it, it's that major accomplishment. It's that major milestone in your journey of getting your first promotion, real promotion. Yeah. I'm not talking stripes, you know? So, um, four stripe white belts, man, they're, they're looking to prove themselves, you know? Um, yeah. So that's, it's, it's, I mean, it, 
it's a great point you make. There's just such a vast difference in, in white belts, right? I mean, and they're going to have different challenges, you know, somebody that's newer coming in and I see it a lot now because I try to kind of, I'm very aware when people come into our class, uh, especially new people, we have another, on the other side of the spectrum, I have a new white belt that's been training with us for, uh, a few weeks, maybe a couple months, maybe, maybe a month and a half. And I, cause I remember when he told me it was his first day. So maybe not even two months, it was maybe a month. Um, I rolled with this, I, you know, kind of ended up rolling with this guy and he's, I asked him, I'm like, how many times have you rolled? And he's like, this is my first time. This is my first day. So I was like, completely different experience than if I would have rolled with the judo guy on his first day, you know? Yeah. Uh, because, or a wrestler, you know, you, you put a wrestler out there for your first roll, they're going to know what to do. They might not know how to, they're going to, well, they're going to know what to do. They'll take you down if they're a wrestler, yeah. you know? I mean, once you get on the ground, good luck. They're going to have that skill right away, you know, where, and you know this, if you're new in jujitsu and you've never done wrestling, <laughs> you, it's so confusing on how to start, you know, yeah. a role, how to start a role. How do you spar, um, with this, this person that I'm talking about the, the, the new, new guy, he, uh, I said, well, look, he had already sparred with a couple of people. Just obviously people are probably just toying with him. This is his first day. I mean, what are you going to do? So I said, rather than me just sit here and work you over, you know, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to, we're going to drill through some very basic stuff. I always do that with new people, but especially on your first day. So I just kind of committed the rest of my day just to saying, we're going to take these next couple of roles. I'm going to show you how to pull a simple guard, pull, do a guard, pull. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on close guard on both sides. Yeah. If you can get to a close guard, you can maybe settle things down. I always like to show people the close guard at first, especially like if you're new and you get stuck in the close guard, you don't know how to get out your role, your five minute or whatever roles you're doing is going to be completely wasted. I'm not mm -hmm. a big fan of just, I don't know, especially for new people. Like got to give them a chance to learn some of this stuff, you know? Yeah. Their learning curve will be, it'll be a shorter learning curve if you help these people along. Honestly, yeah, for sure. You know, if, yeah. If no, no one in the class, if every single person put it on these people, and only the instructor helped them, they, their learning curve would be much, much greater because they would be, and it, we've experienced some of this yeah. ourselves, you know, you just, not everybody's willing to do that. In our class in particular, I watched some of the guys and, you know, they're real good. They, they're, you know, not to say they're stopping the roles and stopping the flow, but sometimes there's times when you have to just tell a new person, don't do that, you know? Or don't do this. This just doesn't make sense to not tell them. Like, just tell them really quick. You know, if you're doing this or whatever you are, you're in closed guard and you put your leg up so they can underhook your leg or something stupid like that. It's like, nope, don't. Because those training, <clears throat> those training opportunities don't come too much with your professor. And if you're waiting for your lessons to learn that as a new white belt, so you're, if you've been in that in that um, environment where people are helping you out. I really appreciate that. Like I, I like that for new people, brand new. I'm saying yeah. brand new because a brand new person, if no, if you, if the blue belt's not helping him, the purple belt, if no one's helping that person, they're much more likely to say, see ya. I yep. can't come back here. Yeah. Uh, if you're the blue belt, you're the purple belt. You're not the coach, but you're welcoming. You're saying, okay, you need to approach your role sometimes now especially like if you're in competition mode, maybe focus your roles on something with other training partners. But I firmly believe that both partners in a role should have some, some fun and some benefit out of it. Yeah. You know, and what that means, that doesn't mean that if two purple belts are going at it, they need to be equal. If one kills the other one, that's fine. That's a purple belt. Yeah. <laughs> but as a brand new person, especially as a white belt, that's new, very new. You got to like, let them feel and flow. This is my philosophy through some things. I'm going to give up my five minutes of rolling here to teach this person or let them work some moves on me. Otherwise it's going to be gonna take forever, you know? Yeah. Take forever, you know, show someone how to get out of the closed guard or so, don't, you know, don't do, don't turn your back to me in this position. So little things like that, they go a long way and you'd be surprised. Like 
there's teaching moments all the time. You know, you know, you, yeah. you use oh, yeah. the, that term. I'm even, you don't have to stop the role, but there's really quick little things you can say. And I'll, I do that. So I know there's different schools of thought on whether you should be talking during a role, but I feel like I'm in the position. If it's a new person, I'm going to teach him some during the role. So that's yeah. just my style. Um, so yeah, the, I, the, the very first gym that I joined, um, they, I've never seen it again. They actually, you know, the black rank tab on the end of your belt. Yeah. They made you earn that too. So you didn't do, so you didn't, so you didn't get the rank tab when you, when you sign up and you join up, you get your belt, you get a gi, your belt didn't have a rank tab on it. And and so what, what you would get is you would get just a plain white belt and you would have to go through this very, very fundamental curriculum like pre it's like kindergarten it's like pre-fundamentals it and so you had to demonstrate that you know side control you had to know you had to know like the four or five basic positions mm-hmm. side control half guard you know bottom side control mount you had to know all that stuff you had to have one escape from every single one of those positions to get your first to get your your rank tab and that's, that's when lot. you're, I know. Yeah. He would rent, he would pull, make people go through, you know, you'd have to demonstrate, you know, obviously it's not going to look great, you yeah. know, but you, he'd have you, he'd call out a position. He'd have you go into the position, demonstrate that, you know, like how to get, be into the position. One person on bottom would have to escape, yeah. you know, just Light, like there was no resistance or anything. You just had to demonstrate it. Then you get your mm-hmm. rank tab. You go into the fundamentals curriculum. Um, and he, I, I don't remember. I want to say you had to have two stripes before you could roll, but I don't know if that's true. That's not true. Now that I'm thinking about it, you had to have two stripes on your white belt to compete. And if you had your black tab, you could roll. Um, but he was very involved in the white belts rolling and yeah. he would he would tell people like you know that's that's deathmatch status and he would he would tell people uh to calm down you guys you guys are you know need to both you guys need to calm it down a little bit work technical not yeah you know all that type of stuff um and i thought that was pretty you know it's an interesting way to go about it making yeah. someone demonstrate that's not bad you know, no, um, not, I'd rather, I'd rather have more strict rules than not. I mean, yeah. Have some more, more, not rules, but guide structure, uh, structure, you know, um, you know, you want to have, you want to like, you want your people to be solid. So it's such a kind of a subjective thing. You know, you have these eyes on you, but there's no like written test or no study yeah. guide, you know? So the more training you can do and those, and they're not the only, you know, I think one, what is it? The, which Gracie school they do like the striped white belt or yeah, there's like I, a, it's like a belt I, in between I, white belt and blue belt now. Yeah. And those schools like yeah. might be Huron and Henner. I don't know. Um, you know, it is what it is. You know I mean? What shouldn't be is like you're a brand new, you get your blue belt in a year and you've never done any grappling and you're really, you go to another school and you just get worked by yeah. other white belts. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, I know it, I, in my school, I just know when someone's about to be a blue belt because you can see it in the confidence and the skill and not to say they're the most skilled person, but they're giving all the other blue belts, they're rolling competently with other blue belts. And, um, you can only judge it against what's in your school for the most part. You know, I mean, the tournaments are going to, what's going to ultimately judge it school to school or, you know, and there's plenty of look, I mean, there's the top schools win a lot of the, the, the bigger schools, the bigger name, the bigger competitive schools, they're winning team titles and stuff because their teams are better at, more highly skilled and physical in competition. Yeah. And their blue belts might be better than your blue belts. That's just the reality, right? And there's levels to this. So it is what it is. You know, it's like hard to, it's hard to, within your own school, you only know what you know, you know, especially, and we've talked about this before. I think this is going to be more of an issue 
moving forward. And I've seen it in, in social media world. I've heard it from a bunch of friends and what I'm talking about is like people getting promoted too early or too soon in some people's minds, especially at the black belt level, you know, it's, I don't know. I'd personally seen like people get promoted pretty quick in terms of like at our school, it wouldn't have happened that way, you know? Yeah. And I just know how much there is to learn about jujitsu and, but it is subjective, you know, it's in who you're, who's in your circles. And we've talked about that before because it can get diluted and, and people, old school people know this for sure. They talk, this has been talked about for many years and over generations. And what that means is if you're promoting someone too early, let's say they don't have the skill, they don't have the, the experience, you know, maybe they're a young black belt, let's say. They might be deserving of that black belt. They might've been jujitsu jujitsu since they were 16 years old, but there's, there's also that, that long game experience of, um, established like the minimums, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you get, if you get someone that's younger and I shouldn't say younger, it shouldn't be, I shouldn't put an age on it, but let's just say that someone's a new black belt. We've talked about this before. And then they start, start promoting people very quickly to black belt after that there. And, you know, and it could get diluted down because what happens and it's just natural because what happens is this guy that let's say this guy gets promoted to black belt. He opens a school. His teacher might be in the game for his whole life. He he might be a black belt for 30 years. Okay. And this younger person gets a black belt. I'm going to open a school. I'm going to go open a school. They give someone a black belt that mm, I'm, I don't know. Let's just put a number on it. Maybe seven year training versus like maybe the standard 10, whatever. Maybe this person's a competitor. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't even put a number on it, but let's say four year black belt. Then yeah. everyone's going to be like, what? I'm just saying, if you promote that person, they don't even have a lot of time in jujitsu. Yeah. Seven, even 10 years, it's not that much time. So they don't have that much. It, that sounds ridiculous to say, but you understand what I mean in terms yeah. of promoting people. Because if that seven year black belt got their black belt in seven years, they don't have a, they only have seven years of experience of jujitsu and they're promoting people now. Maybe that black belt that they promote goes on and opens their school right away. And then they're promoting a little bit too prematurely. And then the next ones are promoting. And it's not like anything they're, they're probably not even sitting there saying, Oh, we got to get a bunch of black belts. It's just, it's the nature of the sport and the, you want to promote people to advance them. But if your standards don't stick to some higher standard, yeah, maybe you're in this zone where you're promoting people. You don't even know that yeah. maybe against 95% of the other academies, you're promoting them too soon. There's no for metric sure. for that though. You know, there's no metric for that. And some yeah, you, might, some might be on the other end where it sandbag. takes a guy four, yeah, yeah, four yeah, years to get sandbag. his blue belt or something, you know, or, yeah. or purple belt. Um, that's the difficulty of it. But I think that's going to be more of an issue. And I've, I'm already seeing that as an issue. And I think I've even heard like friends of mine talk about ways to keep the value of the black belt as old school, like as legitimate as possible. So it doesn't turn into one of these karate type martial arts. We talked about this a little bit before, but jujitsu is blowing up. So in five, 10 years, there's going to be a lot of schools that they might have a great promotion. They might be great business people, but they might not be the best teachers with the most experience. And that's just natural. No matter what we're talking here, that's just going to happen. That's what I'm saying. It it could be the market could be flooded with not as great jujitsu. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Uh, You know, karate used to be a very potent martial art. Yeah. There's still some pretty potent karate out there. It's just not, it's just, it's, it's a lesson. You got to know the right, exactly the right schools. You got to know the right, I don't want to call it a brand, but you got to know the right style. There's still some potent stand up. 100% karate out there, but it's just that what ended up happening is just exactly what you're talking about. It got watered down and now you have, you know, now you have, you can't say you, 
oh, I do jujitsu without, you know, Aunt Karen saying, yeah. well, my son, he's a, he's a black belt. Yeah. Exactly. My 13 year old kid, he's got, he's got a black mm-hmm. belt. So why are you, why have you been training for 13 years and you don't have a black belt? Cause my 13 yeah. year old here has, you know, so you want to have like that. You'd hope that everyone that does this sport long enough has the honor of, Hey, I want to have a legitimate black belt, but there's definitely people out there that are like belt chasers that'll cut corners and do what they can just to say they're this or that, you know? So it's tough. Yeah. I was in the military with a guy um, and he got orders to Japan and um, I think I had, we had been messaging. He was, he was in, we had been messaging. I just started jujitsu and he had got orders to Japan and he was like, yeah, I'm going to go train jujitsu. I'm just going to belt up out there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, we'll wow. see. We'll see, dude. We'll see if you belt up. That was his exact. Uh, That's funny. That was his exact terminology was belt up. I'm going to belt up. Out there, there you go. There's and I an was example. like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that, dude. Uh, That's just gross. You know why? Because it's like. That belt don't mean shit. Like if you go against, you know, you start training in another school, then you're going to be, yeah, like you're going to be at a disadvantage if you're belted up, but you're not really that belt. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't you want to be the most skilled? I had same thing. I used to have a training partner. He trained um, overseas and he was promoted to a high belt, not black belt, brown belt. Okay. I'll just say it. Good luck on guessing who this is, but promoted to a brown belt. Um, he told me before that he got belted prematurely. So he knew. He just said the skill is not, it's not the same standards where he was. He's like, I got belts really quickly. And he felt when he came back that he had to reset and almost re-earn the right to have that belt. This is a guy that felt it, you know, so it was really kind of a weird situation hearing it from the other side where someone's actually going, man, I don't know if I deserve like, you know, cause he, he had the experience of training where some, the, the jujitsu was weaker and the standards weren't as high. So when he got back over, especially at our school, he was like, yeah. Oh yeah. So, um. It's interesting. I always keep that in my mind now because jujitsu is blowing up, but I always kind of try to look at jujitsu as open-minded as possible, knowing that not all jujitsu practitioners are created equal or belted equal or ranked equally. You try to find some standard, but what is, what is going to validate that is competition. That's all you have, you know? I mean, you can talk shit and school to school all day long. That school over there, their jujitsu is not as good, but it's, yeah. it comes down to the competition mats. That's where people can test themselves and test where you're at. If you're not, uh, you know, if you go out there as a purple belt and you get, you get wiped up and it looks like you're, you know, you have some work to do. Well, maybe you do have some work to do, or maybe it was just that other person's day and it wasn't your day, but over time, you know, that's going to, pull that out. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, if you're doing competitions throughout the year, you're going to know how you're leveling up against these people. Um, for the most part, I think people get it right because, uh, most people, there are some unscrupulous people that will, Hey, I got to give this guy a promotion. I don't want to lose his 150 bucks a month. You yeah, know, that's out there. I mean, that happens. I've heard of these stories. So, Hopefully most people are on the level and that's why I think it's also important if you're practicing jujitsu, you just have to take it upon yourself to understand, do everything you can, at least within your control to be the best, strongest white belt, strongest in terms of what I'm saying, technique, jujitsu, you know, uh, knowledge all around just be the best you can be in that belt at your school. That's all you can do. You know I mean? That's all, yeah. you know. Um, and 
the more you get into it, if you're doing competitions, you'll start realizing just like this person did that in this case, it was because of a visit, but not everyone's created equal or all schools are created equal. Um, you don't know that until you get out there and, and go for it though, but you can do your homework, you know, I mean, with jujitsu and activities like this, you don't want to just go for the cheapest place. You know, that's one thing when you're looking for instruction, specialized instruction like this, beware of the, you know, the person that's offering it for half price, you know, yep. not to say that that's, that's always a bad thing because people can run promotions and stuff, but do your homework. There's plenty of information out there now. Plenty, yeah. you know, um, do some research and just find, you got to find a legitimate school. I had a, I have a close, uh, my former brother-in-law actually reached out to me and he's, he sees my stuff online and he's always getting motivated and wants, been wanting to try jujitsu. And he's, he, you know, he's, he's just a hardworking dude. He's a little bit overweight, but he, he, you know, he's, it was interesting. I had a great conversation with him because this isn't the first one. It's maybe the second or third. I've talked to him about jujitsu, but he keeps like every six, maybe every year I'll hear from him. And I think I'm, he's trying to like, you know, he's kind of intimidated, doesn't know how to get into it, but it's interesting because I see that side, but that's the same ex advice. First advice I gave him was, you know, white belt is going to be hard. You know, it's, it's going to take, because you're basically transitioning into something that you've never done before. Yep. You're, 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 you have to change your lifestyle. And, you know, he's like, well, I, I want to lose some weight before I start. And I go, there's stop. First of all, you don't have to lose weight before you start. Okay. Yeah. That's just one of these things that people say, you might not feel good about it, but you will lose weight if you start. Now. That's a little, <laughs> that's like a little, what that is, is that's, uh, that's a manifestation of feeling uncomfortable totally. going into that new, a new situation. Completely. That's and like, hear, a, it's like a mind a hack. Yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah. little mind hack. It's what well, was, yeah. you're putting up, you're putting up a false barrier in front of totally. yourself to not yep. take that, to take, not take that step. That's and, exactly what I told them. That's exactly what I told them. I said, you got to get that out of your mind. I go, that's, that's just you saying it's giving you another hurdle to get to jujitsu. Yep. You know, I said, that's fine. Work out, but I'm going to check back on you this time. I'm going to reach back out to you. And, you know, and he had a lot of the same apprehension, you know, he's talking to me. He's like, you know what it was, was he's, he listens to like, all these podcasts of rogue, all these guys, whatever it is, name it. Like people are doing jujitsu all over the place. All mm -hmm. these high performers, like these, I can name a bunch of names right it's now. But, it's know, everywhere. It's everywhere. All yeah. these guys that are doing all like the recovery shit. And, you know, if you're any, any kind of, even, even CrossFit guys are now transitioning over like weightlifters. Everyone wants to try it. You know, you see, and everyone do it. Um, and he sees that and he's hearing it on podcasts. He named like three podcasts. He's like, I listen to all these podcasts. Every one of these guys do it. He named one. I can't remember the name, but it's some guy that was not even totally related to jujitsu. But now he's like, this guy, all he talks about is jujitsu now. Cause he started doing it. So he's, he's hearing these guys do it. And, uh, same with me. You know, I heard it first on Rogan many, many years ago and you hear how amped up people are talking about it. Right. Um, so that was the first thing, but he, 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 we got down into discussion. I kind of went through a long thing of how you're going to have to start what, you know, start small a couple times a week, but don't take time off. You know, I said, if you have to commit, you have to give yourself up in terms of your ego, you're, you're, you go in there like a brand new student, like you don't know anything and just be a sponge, but goes consistently, you know? And this is somebody who's not really working out consistently anyway. So I'm like, let's not go for three or four classes, two classes a week. And these are just, I'm just, he's not starting yet, but I'm just putting that out there. I'm like, this is what you can expect. And the big thing, what he was like uncomfortable with, he's like, you know, it's just not only that, you know, it's that physical contact that people, new people are like, because that's really something that we overlook as you do it. But it's really weird and uncomfortable yeah. when you don't like people's shit in your face. Just yep. everything is right there. You know, I mean, 
their face is right on your face. You know, their their scruff is rubbing your body. You know, it's like their sweat is dripping on you. We don't even think about that now. We don't just don't think about that. (laughs) You're grabbing their feet all the time, you know, just stuff like that. It's like, but to someone new that hasn't done it, it's like, whoa, that's really intimate. It is, you know, it's, I mean, it's a close contact sport, the closest. His big thing was, how do you even start off a role? And I was like, that's, that's a great question. And one of the most difficult things when you're new, cause you're like, literally don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, let's go. It's time to spar, get your training partner. It's like, Slap okay, <laughs> I'm the training dummy today, you know? So, you know, um, I, I told this, this, my buddy, he's, he's actually my, my ex-wife's brother. Um, I love him. And, uh, I said, when you're ready, you know, let's get you, I'll have to find him a school that works for him here in the Valley because there, I have schools that I would recommend to people and some maybe not. And mostly though, when you're starting, you have to make it convenient for you to be able to get to the school. So you're going to be looking for location, but also high quality instruction, you know, and stability, I think. Um, Pricing, you know, don't shop around for price. If you're looking for jujitsu, you know, you gotta, that's, you have to commit to paying a premium if you want premium service. So anyway, I'm hoping that he gets into it and really starts because, you know, he's got a, he's got kids and he's like, he's realizing now and his, he's in his thirties. He's like, I need to be healthier and a better positive, more role, a better role model for my kids. And, you know, and he's realizing that. And, you know, he sees me as well. I didn't start jujitsu until I was 37 years old. So I said, there's plenty of time. Let's, you know, let's yeah. do it. You know, he's 30, 31 years old. So it's it's cool, though, being able to be in this position and help people onboard to jujitsu, you know, whether it's a strain. I've introduced people from my my business to jujitsu that train still to this day. So um, well, it's not an easy start, though. No, it's not an easy start. And today is the 5th of April. And I believe this is our first podcast since Q1 ended. Yeah. Everybody should know this is like the the reflection, the first, really the first reflection point that people should be like, 25% of the year is over. How are those goals going? Yeah. Are you going to are you going to look back this time next year or at Christmas and say and be in the exact same spot that you are right now? Mm-hmm. And you know that's the thing when when I I hear a lot of people that are putting barriers in front of themselves, it's just like I need to lose weight before I do jiu-jitsu. I need to do I need to do X before I do Y. I need yep. to do Y before I do Z. It's like those are that's a false dichotomy. And if you don't eliminate those false dichotomies and call them out in three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, that person will be the, in the exact same place that they are having that exact same conversation. Yeah. So I've been there. I have to, and in, in, in different aspects of my life, you know, I mean, yep. uh, jujitsu as well, by the way, because I, I learned about jujitsu maybe a year and a half I started really hearing about it a year and a half before I started. And it was one of those things that I was like, I, I, I just, you know, I was unsure of it. You know, I didn't know anyone that did it. So, um, that was a, that was a big thing too. You know, I was just apprehensive to getting into something. I was like the unknown, you know, I was like, what is this? You know? And it did take a lot of courage and just to, just to get the courage to go and open yourself up to a new experience, you know? could have been anything, but jujitsu especially is more intimidating because now it's, you're grappling with someone in close contact, you know, it's, you're going into the gym environment and, you know, it's, it's not the same as walking into somewhere else, you know, there's different smells and different sights and people are training and sweating all over each other. And it's like, it can be a very intimidating experience, you know? Yeah. But I finally did take that leap and, you know, here we are, but that was one thing I also said to him and to anybody out there. And that's why I think we all have to be good stewards for jujitsu is I told him, you're going to benefit from knowing me, you know, 
And what I, what I mean by that is like, I can, at least he's not going in completely blind, you know, Mm -hmm. I can literally not only show him or let him know what good schools to choose from, but I can also give him privates if, and help him at least, you know, imagine if you went in and you've already had a couple privates, never training at a school, but you also, you knew like the guards, just things like that. You knew what the guards are. You have some simple concept of jujitsu versus none when I did. I mean, I watched UFC and stuff, but it was, you know, I hear people talking about half guard and stuff like that. But once you get, you get into it, you learn about all it's so nuanced, obviously. And that's the beauty of it is it's so deep. Yeah. Is he but, looking uh, to get into it pretty quick? We'll see. Like he's, it was a good conversation, but I, I'm going to try to encourage him a little more on my end, just because I think it'll be good for him. Even if, even if he doesn't stick with it, it'll be a good experience to try, try it out. And that least, and that's what I told him. I said, you've been saying this for a year or so, you know, at least, at least try it because then you can say, I tried it. You yeah. don't want to go 10 years down the road and say, I, I never, I feel bad because I never gave this a chance. You know, you can do, I've lived my whole life be, and regretted that I didn't play more sports in high school. Like I literally think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And those are decisions like you, you got to take those up. You know, we only live once you got to, yep. you got to take the chance because you can fall in love with something or not. Maybe, maybe you discover that jujitsu is not for you, but I, I still go back and I think I lost out on a lot just from high school, you know, because I know I could have played more sports, but I chose, I'm going to work every day after school. I, the, the, having the nice truck was more important to me. Having the nice vehicles and having some money in my pocket in high school is more important to me at the time. Yeah. Looking back, I, I felt like I missed a lot of just great experience, you know, in, in other ways, you know, instead of maybe wasting my time hanging out doing stupid shit, you know? Yeah. So that applies across your entire life, by the way. That's why it took me a couple of years to finally get into the gym and, and fall in love with jujitsu. That's not everybody's story, you know, yeah. but at least you're not going to regret not doing it because what could happen. And I told him this, it could be seven years down the road. And then, then you try it and you fall in love with it. You're be like, Oh, why didn't I do this seven years ago? Yep. You know, it's like it, you're thinking about it. At least give it a chop. It doesn't hurt. It yep. only, it, it might be uncomfortable, but at least you can get out of your comfort zone for a little bit and give it a chance. And Hey, you'll get healthier for it. And you're learning something. So it's a nice sell jujitsu because you're getting, you're getting physical, physical activity, but you're also learning a skill. A very, yeah. Yeah. A very, very, important and applicable skill by the way so you know it's a confidence booster you know and you know your children are going to see you training and they're going to be motivated by that and it's 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 a lifestyle you know and if you're going to do it you're typically going to be in better health than people Mm -hmm. that aren't doing it all the time you know so it's not the only great thing you can do in your activity but that's what we do and it's fun and that's what we love. So anytime I get a chance to promote it, I will, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. Speaking of promotion, you've got a, a new gi that's, uh, Oh yeah. That's getting ready to, uh, launch. Correct. Yep. Um, this month, hopefully later nice. this month, it's the transition. That's what it's called. So, uh, it's basically the pro- the premise of the transition gi is it's our journey from white to black belt. So you'll see it in the logo in the promotions. That's what it's about. Um, yeah, we have a black and white one offered. Uh, it'll be when they drop online, it's first come first serve. So um, if you happen to be an insider, which is someone that knows me behind the scenes, uh, <laughs> you might've had the opportunity to pick one up at a discounted price, but otherwise it's going to be online later in the month and very small quantities. Um, that's how we do all of our geese, you know, they're small batch. We're going to move on to the next one. It's really sweet though. I mean, the people that have seen it are, are really liking this one. I, it's my favorite one I've made so far. So really, black, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's clean, dude it's really clean it's got it's a black there's a black one and a white one um same style and design but black or white so check it out i'll 
that'll drop a little bit more here coming up. But if you guys want to wait for that, I also have some, uh, this is a, the road to black inside exclusive, some, some new 2021 ranked rash guards coming out very soon. So a lot of people have been hitting me up for no gi stuff. Uh, I'm trying to get them out there. It's a lot of work, but, uh, those, those are going to be our people really are liking my rash guards. So these are long sleeve ranked rash guards. Perfect time to, you know, competitions are coming back. People can scoop them up. They're IBJJF approved. Um, yeah, got a new, a lot of new stuff coming. That's awesome, Just man. Keeping it, keeping it rolling. You know, it's, we're a small independent company, but you know, I have a lot of local supporters here and, um, I, I can honestly say that my, my geese are as good or better quality than anything on the market, hundred percent. So, and people can attest to that. I have a bunch of people that were rolling in show your rolls before now they're rolling in my gi, you know? So it's, but if you like a brand and a gi, uh, you know, you're attached to some other gi brand and I understand that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what brand brands are about. You know, it's, I have to win those people over somehow. And if not, that's fine too. But I'm just thankful that some people are wearing it and I, I love them. So I, I mean, that's what I do. I just, I design stuff that I want to wear and I like, and they end up other people like them too. And, uh, they fit really well, as you know, um, that's a big part of it. You know, they're just not thrown together, you know, I'm not some, I could have went and just got some standard sizing and thrown some shitty stuff together and sold them for cheaper and made way more money, but I'm putting quality stuff out there that looks good. And, um, that's what it is. It's a design. I'm a, we're a designer geek company. So, um, you know, you get what you pay for. We put a lot of thought and love into our geese and it shows and this one's going to sell out. So I will say for sure, I've already, I've already had a lot of direct messages. Hey, did, did you, when's this coming out? And did I miss the pre-order? We didn't really do a pre-order on this one. Um, the way, the way this is going to work is when they drop online, they're first come first serve. So I'll give everyone a date. And on that date and time, you better get online and grab one because there's not a lot, you know, I didn't make very many of all the sizes. So, um, that's just how it is. And in the future, we will have a, basically a special insider email list. So, um, I'll be promoting that if someone wants to sign up what that list we have a, we have a newsletter already, but, uh, there'll be a kind of an insider list. If you want to join that group, you'll get like advanced. If you want to, basically you can guarantee your size before they drop because a size your order. Um, we just don't stock enough to where we're going to have year round inventory. That's just not our business model. So, um, we got to make them a little bit rare for people to really want one. So, um, it is what it is though. You'll be able to have a chance to sign up for those special. I have a lot of people that have bought multiple geese. I think there might be a couple of people out there to have every one of Royal union geese. Um, but you'll get a chance in the future to get like a, basically a, a chance to pre reserve yours. Um, that'll be a good thing we're going to do on the next one. So, um, so that at least you can guarantee if you want to make a commitment when they do come out, we will hold one for you. Otherwise they're going to, I'm hoping they fly off the shelf. I mean, yep. first come, first serve. That's the way it goes. So uh, we'll see, you know, follow Roll Union at Roll Union. Uh, it'll be on our Instagram. You know, you'll see that drop later this month. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. We're stoked for it. So uh, move on to the next one after that. That's how it always goes. Yep. Well, all right, man. All right, man. It was good. Yeah. Good, good chatting with you today about basically levels. Yeah. Levels to the game, whether you're a wipeout, wherever you are, you know, understanding where you're at and understand that not everybody's created equal. Not all gyms are created equal. And that's fine. You know, yep. we only know what we know within our own circle. So, um, everyone out there have a safe week of training and we appreciate you listening. Go follow us on social media. Give us a review if you've been listening. Subscribe to our YouTube. Wes, in particular, does a ton of work on all of our social media clips and YouTube. He's a wizard at this stuff. I'm really enjoying these things. Last week was 
great to have Nick on. We want to thank him again. Yeah, we he want to thank dropped Nick. dropped a ton of knowledge on us. And uh, you guys can look forward to having some more guests throughout the year. Um, we're working on our next one right now. But that's about it, buddy. That's it, man. All right. Thanks for have listeners. Have a good week, guys. Yeah, you too. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, RollUnion.com. Follow on Instagram, at RollUnion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.